everybody. Welcome to Vampcast Extra, episode 72. Yeah. We've got a theme for you. Oh. I, uh, okay. I thought <laughs> they just listened to the theme. <laughs> the theme is still playing out. It's fading down probably right about now. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we've got a theme for you. <laughs> uh, we've got some movies we're going to do. We're going to tell you the theme at the end of the show. But we're going to start with just this movie that we have. We're going to talk about Biggles. Adventures in Time mm-hmm. from 1986? 85, 86. 85, 86, 88. Depends on where you look. It's all over the map. Okay. But uh, we're here to answer the tough questions. Yes. What makes a, a bad movie good and where the hell was Biggles when we needed him last Saturday? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, this is a f- British film. It, yes. Based on a beloved British character. Mm-hmm. Who is barely in the movie named after him? <laughs> yeah, he comes and goes. This movie should be called Jim Ferguson. <laughs> that's not a very good movie title. No, but that's the main character of the film. Oh, uh, th- this is based on a, a a series of World War One, World War Two era just it, adventure adventure books for kids, right? Biggles, yes, Biggles, and so around the mid eighties, a movie called Back to the Future was popular. Oh, really? What's that about? It's about time travel. Cool. cool. Yeah. So they were making a Biggles movie, Mm -hmm. and then someone said, hey, what if we put time travel in it? Sure. And they were like, yeah, the kid's like that. Let's do that. Also, to be fair, I mean, this is like a a Simpsons, uh, Hardy Boys-esque, you know, like (laughs) Biggles never aged kind of thing is where I was getting with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So this kind of... possibly explains why he was able to jump throughout time and never really age. Maybe. Um, was never really addressed in the books. It's just like, hey, he's a pilot in World War One. Yeah. Hey, he's a pilot in World War Two. <laughs> hey, he's still doing adventures long after World War Two. Yeah. He's just, he's he's all right. He's timeless. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a Highlander. <laughs> yes. But yes. Uh, James James Bigglesworth. Uh, known yeah. to Biggles as his fr- to his friends. Sure. Biggles. Yeah. <laughs> just. I don't know. Made me laugh every time what? this suave British man would try to convince people his name was Biggles. Why? I don't know. It just it just did. Okay. But uh, those, so those Brits love their like kind of nicknames based on their last name. They do. I just or or in other words, sometimes in uh, sort of self deprecating ways, as some of his cohorts mm-hmm. might have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. jumping ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, the, the aforementioned Jim Ferguson, mm-hmm. uh, who is basically the star of this film and the main character, uh, is played by Alex Hyde White. Yeah. Bamfcast alum. Reed Richards. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Reed Richards you all know and love. Yeah. From the lost Roger Corman film, The Fantastic Four. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's, he's Jim Ferguson. Um, and he's... Man, it took me forever to figure out what his job actually was, but it turns out he sells frozen food, like TV dinners. Yeah, it's it's confusing because... For the longest time, they kept just saying celebrity dinners, and right. I thought it was like some sort of like celebrity roast kind of thing. And I thought it was something sort of like pre-Dragon Con, go have dinner with some celebrities. Yeah, I was never quite sure exactly what it was, but then they finally get to, oh, it's prepackaged food yeah. that you think celebrities eat <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah because yeah the, the, the movie opens and he's just uh he's going home for the night being driven by his assistant slash possibly girlfriend i guess um we would hope yeah um and she's like hey you gotta get in and write that speech 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, all right, fine. I was going to, you know, offer you. Well, he did offer her coffee or whatever. Right. But, but he's out of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, he goes to write a speech and gets a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And, and it's spooky Peter Cushing. It is. It's Peter Cushing in his last last role. Yeah. Um, he just says like, Hey, are you Ferguson? He's like, Yeah. He's like, Has it happened? Has anything strange happened in the last few minutes? He's like, Can we decide from you? Besides you showing up? No, not really. <laughs> he's like, But it should have happened. He's like, I I'm kind of busy and unless you you know, he tries to invite himself in, he's like, Unless you can write a speech, <laughs> yeah, you're not much used to me. Yeah. So bye. Here, weird old man. Yeah. And, so and plops down the tape recorder and starts his making up his speech he just starts making a speech and again i'm like is this a toast is this like what is i don't get your job no. and then they don't explain it for a while no and then all he just of a sudden saying he's from celebrity dinners celebrity dinners <laughs> and then he, he's just kind of like pacing back and forth practicing his or like writing writing out a speech he's via dictaphone free ball in his yeah. speech <laughs> and then um and then basically is like you know some lightning flashes and he is in world war ii like one in, one, sorry. Yeah. In like in the shit. Yeah, he's in the shit. <laughs> and uh plane almost hits him. Mm-hmm. He Well, he, he's he's not really technically in the shit. He's just like out in a field. Right. I mean, it's a shitty field. Um, but <laughs> it, there's not like fighting going on. There's just no. like bombs all going off in the distance and yeah, he gets buzzed by a biplane mm-hmm. that kind of awkwardly sort of just lands and flops over. Like it doesn't really land. It just kind of like hits the front and kind of casually goes, yeah, (laughs) it lists over. (laughs) And so he's like, I should go help this person and drags him out. And you know, this is Biggles. And he's like, do, do what if you could hurry. So, you know, like, you know, they're going to start bombing pretty soon. And he's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Working on it. And and then out of there and the plane, you see, yeah, you see a flare go up and then like, you know, Mm -hmm. big fireball. And he's like, Oh damn, I forgot the camera. Yeah. And he's like, you know, James Bigglesworth. My friends call me Biggles, and I'm Ferguson. At celebrity dinners. Here's my card. <laughs> yeah, it's. He's like, he's you're v- an American. Ha <laughs> He is very nonplussed by what's happening to him. It's kind of, yeah. it's distressing in a way. How like completely he's just like, oh, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. All right then, <laughs> I'll just do whatever. Like he he never at any point has any kind of freak out. Like I'm. Traveling in time to war places. Or I'm in a completely different... I mean, not even time. You know, he could have just been like, hey, I was transported to another place. Right. Like, it, well, yeah, the first time he does, he's not even aware it's time travel because right. it's it's mentioned to him later and he's just like, wait, what? Yeah. This was just like, I'm somewhere else where a plane almost hit me. Right. So, and he's like, I heard you Americans were coming. I guess uniforms are coming later because he's just wearing like a red, you know... Yeah, he's just wearing like a members only yeah. jacket. <laughs> No, he's got like a cable knit sweater on. It's just right. like red. You know, it's like, I guess your uniforms are coming later. And he's like, celebrity uh, dinners, huh? Okay. Yeah. And he doesn't really do anything. He just kind of like zaps back, right? Zaps, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, like the next day. Um, And he's just like, well, that was weird. And so he just goes to work mm-hmm. and like, here's a jackhammer and thinks it's incoming fire and <laughs> dives under a car. Right. To which like. Construction workers nearby are just like, look at this asshole. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, how yeah, you doing? Hey, how's it going, Celebrity guys? dinners. <laughs> yeah, and it, and then this is when we find out that he's hosting this get-together thing where they've got cardboard cutouts of famous people like Arnold Schwarzenegger is there. And, and Linda Evans. Linda Evans. <laughs> and like, he had, he had a picture of Clint Eastwood on his wall. I mean, it's just like, you know, famous people of the time. But it has fuck all to do with that because there's some hoity-toity food critic lady that he goes to talk to and yeah. she's just like 
Oh, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, actually, I'm forgetting. He went to work first. Yeah, he's just in the office where, yeah, he, he, went to where work. he meets yeah. Porkins. Right, yeah. Hootkins. Yeah, William Hootkins <laughs> is there. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot he, there was a bit where he went to the office first. Yeah, he goes to the office, William Hootkins show up, which is a, your immediate clue that, oh, they're filming in London. All this is in London, because mm-hmm. that man doesn't leave London. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So, like, and then we kind of see that, like, it's just, they've got, like, trays of food like, set out, and it looks kind of shitty, but you're like, well... I don't know. Maybe it's just a shitty dinner, and you know the yeah. food is not the point of being there. It's to be hanging it's out to with hanging out with Arnold and Linda Evans. Yeah, <laughs> but then Hookins, of course, because hey, he's fat guy has to pick up a piece of the chicken and take a bite out of it. Yeah, um, and he's he's all about like their ad campaign is like, and you still don't realize it's a box for this TV dinner. It's just like look at this art. And it's like check out these tits, and everyone else is like, no. Yeah, it's like, is this supposed to be a billboard? And this is just this is just a small like. What is this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Still not sure what is going on. Um, but like everyone else is like, no, we're not not the tits one. We're not doing that. Like, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, he's basically like, if you remember, if you ever saw Big Trouble, he's that the guy that shows up and it's like wants all he wants is giant tits to sell his beer, yeah. you know, and every guy's like trying, you know, Tim Allen's like trying to do like clever advertising. He's like, no, tits sell beer. <laughs> this is the same thing, but we don't realize exactly what's going on yet. Yeah. And then... um Anyway, so he, you know, bounces around the office for a bit and then disappears. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like people should have seen him disappear. Like, people were standing around, I think. It's it's not like he's, you know, because, like, the lightning comes again and he just disappears. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he was, like, standing there talking to people. And then nobody really questions that. They're just like, hey, you disappeared in a ball of lightning. Yeah. Well, I guess that was weird. Yeah, where'd you go? Yeah, he's back in World War One again. Yeah, he's just immediately in the seat of Biggles' plane. Mm-hmm. And Biggles is like, oh, you again. Well. Yeah. Man the guns. Yes. Here we go. Let's yeah. do a thing. So they do. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because there's a there's a baron, a red baron yep. chasing them. Yes. And I will say that this stuff, this, this sequence that's coming up is what this movie does best, which is aerial stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of various aerial combat flying sequences mm-hmm. of either two planes or a plane and helicopter or just a helicopter or whatever. And they're flying low. Like they're, they're flying low and fucking crazy. Yeah. And they've got cameras mounted to everything. Mm-hmm. And so you're right there in it. And occasionally they will, you will clearly know that the actors are up there in a plane mm-hmm. doing some weird stunting, looking like they're about to puke. I mean, it's, it, it's the most impressive thing this movie does. Yeah. It's all the aerial stuff is really great. And this, this, Baron Von Fuckstick, whatever his name is, uh, has like a Mad Max mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like this really intimidating thing. Um, I, I, I guess this guy's the bad guy of the movie. It's real hard to tell. Well, just, you know, Germans in general. I yeah, mean, but I mean. World War One. yes. Yeah, so. I mean, it, yeah, because this movie doesn't spend a lot of time getting to know the bad guys or even just like, hey, they have a thing and we need to stop it. No. Kind of, yeah, kind of I mean, that, that's the extent of it. Yeah. Um, so. They, you know, fight for a while and then he ends up sort of like sort of losing him somehow. And then but then then they I think it's more like the guy pulled pulled off because they end up like going through the secret weapon, which is like making the plane die. Right. Basically. And and he's like, I'm going to gain altitude. Oh, good. We're safe. Mm-hmm. And then he takes a picture or they had taken a picture before that thing kicked off. Yeah. And he's like, I got the picture. And then he hands him the you know, the cartridge or whatever from the photo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here, hold on to this. And then like, uh they escape, you know, the plane doesn't crash again. And I think, doesn't he just disappear out of the seat or does it, do they actually land first? I think, they, I think they land, they land in like their 
for the yeah, field. It's when he pops back in. Oh yeah, because because the... he's he's actually like he's like, hey, I still got the cartridge, and he hops off the side of the plane, the yeah. opposite side of where uh, Biggles is standing, and he lands back in New York. Yes, but he's got the uh, cartridge with him, right? And he's he's got Peter Cushing's card, and he's just basically like, I fuck this, I'm going to London. I got to figure out what this shit is. Well, I think I think he goes. I think we think we see the beginning of the. Uh, thing I was starting to think happened earlier because I think he goes to the uh, whatever dinner thing. Well, the dinner thing is where he he had he saw the lightning coming and hid behind a table mm-hmm. and then pops out of the other side of the t- when he comes back and has the, the cartridge. Right. That's when he goes running out of there. OK. Yeah. But anyway, there was this dinner. And like I said, there's this hoity toity like, you know, New York food critic lady right. who's just like. This looks like dog vomit. Your carrot, and when we see it, it's, it's literally fucking TV dinners. Like yeah. it, it's compartmentalized food, and she picks up the piece of chicken, and of course, it's what you know Hootkins ate the part of, and he's like, "Oh, well, we'll, we'll get you another tray or whatever." And yeah, she's just like, "Ew." I mean, it's like it's such a weird thing. Like, why would you invite this person that's all picky to come sample your TV dinners? I, I think that I think what it boils down to is that this was a get together for suppliers basically to uh, yeah. come and buy the product. It, that's that's exactly what it was. And but they're all like super picky about this shitty prepackaged food. And it's right. just like, what did you think this was going to be? Have you ever seen TV <laughs> dinners? They all look like dog vomit. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And now now the only thing I can think is like they called it this because like it's literally TV dinner. Like you're dining with celebrities <laughs> right. by sitting here eating this prepackaged food and watching Maybe. television. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is like what their whole shtick is, is yeah. because of this bullshit of like, yeah, eat this shitty prepackaged food and sit down and watch Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> See, you're, you're, dying, a you're, you're dying with Linda Evans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, this he basically is just like, fuck this. I'm going to London. I got to figure out what the hell's happening to me. Mm-hmm. And so, everyone's like, what? No. Yeah. And. The lady's like, I'll, I'll go with you. He's like, no, 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 you stay here. Yeah. Everyone's just and She's like, here. no, I'm going with you. And so is uh, Hootkins for some reason. Oh, no, they, no, he, he, no, he dishes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, he just bails. Yeah, he, the, yeah. Later, they're like, when he the, he calls them yeah. and they're like, we're coming out there. And Hootkins is like, I'm coming too because you have psychotic stress disorder or something. I've been reading this book. Right. I, I don't know. I never understand what the point of his character is. He seems like this weird opportunist who is just waiting to push jim ferguson out of his job so that he can take it but he's also sure. just a blithering idiot right. so because there was an offhanded line where the the ad exec at their place that's like why do we have this fucker that just keeps pushing tits around yeah. you know as like the whole, that's his sole marketing thing and he's like he's got some good ideas plus he's like the nephew of the guy who gave us the loan to start this business so right. he's, yeah. we're so stuck he's gotta with him. be here yeah. or some some offhanded bullshit yeah whatever. but yes he takes off for london and Peter Cushing's address is like 1A Tower Bridge, London. <laughs> yes. And so he goes to the Tower Bridge, as most people call it the London Bridge, but uh-huh. it's not the London Bridge. The Tower Bridge. London Bridge is in Arizona, I believe, and the new London Bridge is shitty and ba- basic. <laughs> but the Tower Bridge, the everything everyone rec- recognizes from the UK, uh-huh. is where he goes. Yeah. And it's your classic, like, well, yeah, obviously James Bond and everybody else has an office here. That's mm-hmm. there's, there's all this space in this bridge. There's got to be something secret going on here. And there is. And so, yeah, he's <laughs> got this office and he's like, oh, I knew you'd be along sometime. Isn't this place cozy? And yeah, yeah. he actually says, I call it my lair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, you know, it's just an old he's man's like, room. Of- and he's like, so you met him. You met Biggles. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, how was he? Is he, you know. 
Yeah. Okay. So this is where the time travel stuff really starts to just like become hot bullshit because as Peter Cushing explains it, he he first of all says you two are time twins, which is just like uh, all right. So they're linked somehow, and that's why he keeps popping back into Biggles's timeline. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you've got to stop the Germans, otherwise they're going to win the war. And Ferguson should have been like, but they didn't. We're mm-hmm. standing here right now, and they didn't. So. I don't understand what you're talking about, old man. <laughs> There's yeah. literally no reason for this. And he also, Peter Cushing also explains that he is Biggles's captain mm-hmm. or like commanding officer or something, which no. really doesn't make sense. There's just no way. <laughs> no. I mean, even if you were like fast moving through the military ranks and you were a captain at 30, yeah. then you would be about 107. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Peter Cushing at this point was an old man, sure. but he was not 107. <laughs> he did not live the Christopher Lee life. Right, I mean, yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, it's just he's explaining all of this. And Jim Ferguson is kind of just like, yeah, all right. Well, and and like Peter Cushing gives him a, a bundle and says, like, all right, this is going to come in handy the next time you're there. So right. take this stuff. Yeah, he gives him the cartridge. He's like, oh, I'll go get this developed, which. What the hell good is that going to do? But, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not like, hey, hold on to that and take it back because they probably need it there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah so he hands them a bundle of, of you know, World War One supplies and is like, all right, well, you know, put you up in the Tower Hotel across mm-hmm. the way. Go stay there and just wait. Yeah. Until you zap back in time or I get this picture developed. Yeah. So he's just sitting in his and room. That, and that's when he calls back and is like. Yeah, everything's fine. It's personal matter. Just no reason to come here. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be I'll be back when I get this all wrapped up. And they're like, we'll we're be going right there. Yeah, we're going to London. He's like, no, no. And then that's when the lady and Hoot and Hootkins are yeah. like, Hootkins. And yeah, yes. Hootkins. So he's just sitting in his room cosplaying as a World War One guy, <laughs> just sitting there in a chair with a bayonet and and a and a like an AK forty seven or an Uzi or no, something. It's, it, yeah, it's like a little uh, um, fuck grease gun. Okay, I, yeah. yeah. So, and, like, the cleaning lady just comes in and yeah. just starts laughing at him. <laughs> like, today, this would be terrifying. In the 80s, it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Guys. Well, she just kind of looks at him and he was asleep. And then she's like, oh, I didn't know you were in here. I got to go. And then she leaves the room and you hear her cackling mm-hmm. down the hallway. Like, the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah. So and, and so he's just like, well, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just sitting here waiting to tell about port back in time. So he goes and takes a shower and is... <laughs> I apparently one of those people who showers and then shaves, which I was, you know, especially with their electric razor. Like, yeah, no, especially in the 80s. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, that's bad. Your shit need to be super dry with those. Yeah, your like, face is going to be we, ripped we, to shreds. We, 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 yeah, we didn't have dry, wet razors in no. the 80s. So anyway, but yeah, he's just standing there in a towel with his little electric razor and then zap and he gets teleported back in time wearing nothing but a towel holding onto this electric razor. Yeah. And he lands in the middle of a table at, at a, a, a convent. Or mm-hmm. They say nunnery, but yeah, in a convent and. Yep. He's just like, oh, hey. And for a second, I thought they were going to, like, because they very clearly have this shot where they have a giant crucifix behind them yeah. where Jesus is wearing basically <laughs> the same thing that he's wearing. And I thought for a second the nuns were going to be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, shave, shaven Jesus. But, mm-hmm. you know, that, they never really, it was no, they, they more don't. like a visual It was more like, gag, oh, you know, your, your Jim Ferguson balls are hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. Yeah. 
this is not good. So then, like, so Peter Cushing has explained that Biggles has a team of dudes. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I showed him a picture. Yeah. And they're all, I don't know, Frenchy and, and Ginger. And, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's Algae, Birdie, and Ginger. And Ginger, of course, is a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, how'd you get that nickname? Yeah. <laughs> well, my hair is red. Yeah. <laughs> only, only a Ginger can call another Ginger Ginger. Yeah. So... They all barge in. And they're just like, hey, what's all this? And then mm-hmm. he's like, uh, I don't know, stuff. And you're ginger and algae and, and Bartholomew. And how are you guys? <laughs> Bertie. Yeah. Bertie. And they're all just like, ah, we don't know you. Come on. Get out of here. Yeah. They're... Messing with the nuns. <laughs> the nuns are offended. Well, he's he's like, I'm from Celebrity Dinners. And they're like, fine. You have five seconds to tell us who you're really. He's like, I'm an American agent. And yeah. that's when Biggles walks in. He's like, let this man go. Hey, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. So, I don't know. They fi- I, It seems like two seconds later, the Germans show up. And it's like, all right, now we're going to put everybody in front of a firing squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've hidden... Ferguson, like they've well, he asked for some clothes, and yeah, he, and so he they was, put him in a nun's outfit, yeah. So, a habit, the, yeah, they're gonna get they're all gonna get firing squatted, and he's spared because he's a nun. Well, yeah, and when they so he first he was just wear, walking around wearing the frock, mm-hmm. you know, and then like you know, because he was like, I need some clothes, and that, obviously that's all they had, so. They're kind of blah blah blahing about everything that's going to go on, and he's like, "Where's the film?" He's like, oh, "I'm getting it developed." And, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then don't worry. And that's when they're like, "Hey, Germans are approaching," and so yeah, they give him the rest of the outfit, so he's just hiding there, you know, mm-hmm. in plain sight. And while they're leading the soldiers out to a firing squad, and then he's like, "I got a bright idea. I got this late razor in my hand still." So he turns it on, <laughs> throws it in the middle of Germans, and goes grenade. And they all dive out of the way, and yeah. all the all the British guys grab the guns and are mm-hmm. like, "Don't move!" And they escape, yeah. leave, leaving the nunnery behind. But because there was also a lady, there was Marie, which is yeah, there's like a German spy lady, lady. That, yeah, German spy lady that you know Biggles fancy, yeah, well, kind of turned her by falling, you know, <laughs> yeah, by falling in love with her, and right. she's like, "Well, I'm not on either side anymore. I'm yeah, just hanging I'm out just, with I'm here for love, nunnery, yeah." Yeah, um, there's some shooting and stuff, and I think, so, like, back in the present, mm-hmm. um, Hootkins and Lady have shown up, and they are just, like, calling random psychiatrists or whatever, just like, I've got a patient, and he's no, got a like, gun. and he does, all right, so they do this stupid thing, and, um, what is it? No, so, like, this is a, tr- a quick trip back to 1917, because, like, they've, they have arrived, and then, like, he... He bounced back into the into the future wearing the the nun's outfit, right? And so they came to his door, yeah. and he's just like, "No, go away later. What are you doing here?" And then so they open the door anyway, and so he's just standing there, in full nun's outfit. And they're like, "And and who can?" I mean, because in the scene where he insisted that he was going to London, he had come in with like diseases of the mind right. book, and he's like, "He's got something, something, something." And then he's like, oh, "He's also like a, he's a religious transvestite, yeah, religious transvestite <laughs> with a gun," because they saw the you know the grease gun sitting on the chair, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, this is this is crazier than I thought." Right, and so. I think she stays to talk with him and Hookins pisses off to the library or to the lobby of yeah. the hotel and calls up. He calls up the lobby of the hotel and says, like, I'm Dr. So-and-so-and-so-and-so from New York and I have a patient and I, I just I, I need a, an ambulance and a couple of strong, you know, orderlies to come along. And uh, and they're like, is he dangerous? Well, he's got a gun. And they're like, did you say gun? And they're like, gun. Yeah. And he's like, yes, but he, he should be fine. And yeah, it, it's supposed to be comical because later they show up and like take him. <laughs> Like they've 
<laughs> he comes to the lobby and they're like, I, it's not really well explained. They're no. like, hey, somebody's waiting for you over at the concierge desk and it's the orderlies are grabbing Hootkins and hauling him off. And right. While he's screaming, there he is. And, yeah. And this is when he's, he's changed out of the nun's outfit. And yeah, and he and the lady are like walking down the street and he's like, you got to believe me. I'm time traveling. And she's like, yeah, sure. I totally believe you. But right. will you agree to get some help? Because, you know, you're obviously fucking crazy. And he's like, no, no, I'll show you. Come on, we'll go to the Tower Bridge and yeah. I'll, I'll show you. I'll, meet, I'll introduce you to this guy. So. They go meet him, and he gets the photograph, right? The developed photograph, and then somewhere along the way, he's like, they're standing on the bridge, and he's the lightning starts forming, and she, he's like, "Get away!" Mm-hmm. And so she runs up and grabs him and hugs him, and so that they both transport with the photograph, right? And her. That's and, how time travel works. Yeah. <laughs> if someone starts time traveling, you just hug Grab them, them. <laughs> yeah, and then you go too. But this time they actually land in the <laughs> shit. Like they they land up on, like on the. The you know the no man's land up between two trenches yeah and like and he's like grabs her throws her in the trench and they both and of course because that's that is how this works is like here comes Biggles like walking down the trench like oh what are you doing here and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and who's this why did you bring a lady he's like she's my nurse uh-huh. and he's like well you shouldn't be here ma'am like, yeah. let's get out of here <laughs> yeah let's let's go let's get you out of this war yeah because there's like you know bombs going off everywhere and mm-hmm. so. That, you know, there's some diving and throwing of mud on these people as <laughs> bombs are going off. Uh-huh. And eventually, like, they're like, let's go in here. And it's, they have dug into, like, a catacomb cave slash partially man-made thing. And they're climbing, they climb in there and mm-hmm. go through this cave for a while. And they're like, this is our secret, we're our secret offensive. We're going to make our way to the weapon. We found this, they call it a cave, but it's like, you know, there's... There's pillars and yeah, pil- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been. I mean, it, it they could, found it. They didn't make it. <laughs> it. Well, it could be a cave that they've then put some tunneling into to make it more usable. But anyway, it's like a secret path into wherever this weapon is. And yeah. So they go through this tunnel for a while, and yeah, and a couple he, of random dudes. Yeah, Ferguson, all that, you know, to the lady is like, now you believe me, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh. This is again like they they random like German dudes are like popping out of places and they shoot them mm-hmm. you know but they they make their way over to the other side and I guess get to where this weapon thing is because they find well first they get they get captured yep. again yep. and again like about to be lined up for a firing squad yeah and uh, lady like they're not going to shoot the lady because you know that would be uncouth right and so the German dude is like holding her. Uh, doesn't speak any English. And she's like, look, I'm American. I have my passport here. And he, she like holds up her papers and he's like, nine and smacks him to the ground. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, if you don't want that, I also have in my purse some mace. <laughs> Maces this dude in the face. Right. Yeah. This is at the nuclear testing ground. Right. Place yeah. That where they are. Yeah. And then, so like they again, grab the guns and then the sirens go off and all the Germans are like, fuck this and start running away. And they're yeah. like, uh, Let's get in this silo. Because <laughs> they'd also found a silo. And, yeah, there's this there's silo built in this igloo thing built into the ground that, yeah. that he found. It was like, huh, ceramic tile, just like the space shuttle. And they're like, what the hell? What is that? What are you talking about? Because he keeps just saying mm-hmm. future Modern things. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're like, we should probably get in that silo. And, yeah. And they do in this. There was, there, there was a dude in there that they end up getting him out of there. And then as the weapon is being discharged, you just see this guy running back and forth in front of this portal, <laughs> the portal window, just screaming with it, you know, it's like, ow, my ears. Mm-hmm. And um, then it goes all like polarized, you know, sure. Black and white craziness. And yep. then, and then it's over and there's a green light and this thing, it goes, bing, yeah, you can come mm-hmm. out now. Yeah. Fries are done. And, um, Ferguson goes over to this gun that this, you know, this, 
Yeah, like eight, armament eight, that's yeah, or, yeah, been there, air, and it, just, it just starts crumbling. Yeah. And then Biggle says, ah, they made a sound weapon. Like, okay. Yep. Yeah, because it also melted slash crisped the dude because yeah, like, he fell in a puddle. And well, because like they, they go to turn him over like with his arm, and it's like yeah. his arm comes off, and they're like, oh, yeah. And then the lady just fucking puts her hand in the dude's eye, yeah. like the the gooey puddle that was his face, and then is horrified that it's a gooey puddle. I'm like, lady, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> That's like the most horrific part of the movie, where she's just like, what's wrong with his face? Oh dear God. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the is this when the the, the dudes kind of run back in and they're shooting all of them and then that's when they pop back to the future while he's still shooting the gun yeah because like there, there was some point where he, uh oh they were like well we're gonna go in here and clear this place out because like they were gonna go back through the tunnel but like uh, some dude had tried to shoot at him when they were trying to go back in the tunnel and here they're like hold on we'll clear this out and we'll let mm-hmm. you know and so they threw in like a sten gun or whatever yeah and he's just standing there like and Pack of Nazis, not, not pre-Nazis, proto-Nazis. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just want to call them Nazis, but yeah, sure. they're not. No. Um, they will be. They're Nazis. <laughs> uh, they're not Nazis. Um, <laughs> they they come from like the field, like where they were, you know, because I guess it was like they all clear after this weapon. And yeah. so, yeah, he's just like, I got this and starts spraying into the field. Mm-hmm. And then they, there's no lightning bolt or, or tip. They're just like immediately like you know, snap cut over to, yeah. they're back in London and he's shooting at the police officers that were loading <laughs> Hootkins into the, into yes. the ambulance or whatever. Yeah, it's just right across the, the street from them, just spraying bullets right. everywhere. And they're all like, boy, and dive to the Get ground. him. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, yeah, they throw the gun down and run and yeah. are trying to make their way back to... Um, yeah, they're trying to get back to Peter, Peter Cushing's office. And they, they're they hiding and, and, and everything and then all of a sudden, like, Biggles is there yeah. in the future. He's like, hey, what the hell? Where, where am I? What's this? And he's like, time twins. <laughs> yeah, we're time twins. And yeah. he's like, I'll explain later. Right. And because, yeah, this is the future. And he's like, boy, that's weird. Yeah. And th- they're hiding at some point because like <laughs> they. He, he tells the lady to, he's like, we've got to get up on that bridge. You need to cause a distraction. So. Yeah. And, and get, get free or something. Her distraction is that she just plops herself into a bin. Mm-hmm. And just starts wailing, just like ah, <laughs> like my ass is stuck in this bin. <laughs> yeah, like get me out. <laughs> That's the distraction. It's... And then, of course, every police officer runs to her, like, "Oh dear God, ma'am, how did this happen to you? <laughs> Why are you in the garbage bin?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but there are just a million cops everywhere, and I don't know why they're barricading the bridge. Like, I don't I don't know how they knew they were going there, but they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they see just did, a field did, did of... Did he drop the card? Did he maybe drop Peter Cushing's card? I'm trying to remember if that happened. Like, maybe. Like, there was some tip as to, like, that's where they're going. I don't know. They, but... they seem to know. Yeah. And so they, but they they do some stunts like they're they're running along rooftops. And oh, shit. yeah. Like, it's it's weird. Like, they're parkouring off these rooftops, and it's just like... Okay, guys. Yeah. Like, there's there's one jump. It's like, you can hurt yourself if you don't, like, do the parkour roll or something uh-huh. at the end. Like, yeah, your ankles are going to shatter yeah. if you don't do that right. But, yeah. Anyway, like, they end up, like, they're right by the bridge, but they can't get there because it's been surrounded by cops. And there's just this, you know, burnt out, bombed out lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's just some punk dudes hanging out in this in this lot. <laughs> and but, Biggles is just like, dear yeah. God, what has happened? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, they got spiky hair and yeah. different colors and... And Ferguson's just like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, those it's, are people. It's the future, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but somehow they apparently like motion them over, like, hey, you know, we don't really see the scene, but no. next thing you know, like the punks are on the move, and then and Biggles and Ferguson are like, 
mingled in. Like Ferguson has like one of their boom boxes and they're just playing <laughs> yeah, oi fuck you music and, and they're walking down the tower bridge <laughs> and then they're just like they get to the door and like because they're they're like the the cops are on either side of the bridge and they just kinda get to the door and they're like, Cool, thanks thanks mates and yeah. like later and they're like yeah good luck to you and yeah. i'm like what the, the punks don't the, you can't just join up with punks and just be like we're part of you and london the, punks you don't know london punks. that's true i guess they yeah. might be slightly yeah. more pop more more friendly yeah. but uh yeah they they uh they get right in there and uh they go meet with peter cushing who's still just hanging out and he's just like dear god biggles it's me your commanding officer and mm-hmm. he's just like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Are you like 107? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, um, you gotta, you gotta stop the thing. Yeah. Otherwise the Germans will win. And here's, it's just, here's the photo and here's the thing and all this stuff. Yeah. You knew all of this already. The photo really doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You kind of were at the machine. I mean, because... you flew over it twice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but you should go take care of it. And... Yeah. And He's just like, all right, well, you know, good luck. Good seeing you, I guess. Bye. And yeah, they walk out and it's just and like immediately like the helicopter is like right there. Yeah, it's like, hey, there they are. Yeah. Stop. And it's it's one of the helicopters. It's like it's got the giant loudspeaker on one side, the yeah. round yeah. loudspeaker. Yeah. yeah. Crowd control helicopter. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, what's that? He's like, it's a, the, <laughs> it's a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. It's flying bird. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, again, they run from the helicopter for a while, but just meanwhile going like, stop or we're going to shoot. Yeah. Stop or we're going to shoot. We promise we are going to fire a shot at you eventually. <laughs> um, and then just eventually. They land the helicopter for some reason. I guess like. They're just like, well, let's pursue on foot, I guess. Yeah. This this helicopter gave us too much of a tactical advantage. <laughs> <laughs> because then Biggles and Ferguson are like, well, Biggles is like, hey, I bet I could fly this thing because yeah. I can fly anything. I can fly anything. And he's like, I don't know about that. And he's just like, trust me, I'm Biggles. So. And so Ferguson is like non-committing, not really committing to getting into the helicopter per se. For a long time. Yeah. Like, well, he's, he's get like, your ass in the helicopter. Well, he's like standing on the landing skid <laughs> and like with his head inside the door. And they just kind of miraculously like are now back in World War One, mm-hmm. but also in flight. Like, so they were on the ground. So I don't think he would have been standing on the skid and like arguing about whether or not. But like suddenly it's. He was turning it on, and now they're, like, in flight. He's like, you might want to get in here. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're in flight right now. Yeah. And there are a lot of shots of the actor on the outside of this helicopter while it's clearly not just sitting on the ground somewhere. I mm-hmm. mean, they've strapped him onto this helicopter. I don't know. It, it it just seems like randomly they tried to kill one of these actors on occasion for no real reason. Sure. Uh, but, well, yeah, they're, I- they're they're back in World War One, and then, like, the Baron is there, and they're just like, sweet, let's chase him around with our helicopter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no guns on the helicopter, so I don't know what they're doing. But, no. and but this... they, they do a thing like they land on a train. Yeah, they do. Like they just land on a the flat pallet part of a train that's mm-hmm. moving, which makes them lose the Baron dude again. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they take back off. Yeah, and they take because the, I mean, and I'm underselling it because like they they this the, is an extended yeah the battle. dog fight without yeah. really being they're, they're just kind of shots. chasing each other. Yeah. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> but of course, helicopter gonna be like at ah, stop, turn yeah. fast, and right. go back the other way and plane has to make a long turn to come back around so yeah. they're really more fucking with this plane yeah more than fighting them yeah they're just like look what we can do yeah <laughs> and eventually yeah they land on the plane and the baron's like well i guess i lost them and the, yeah so they take back off and go land mm-hmm. back in the british camp yeah. which all of you know ginger and birdie and everybody or algae are like the hell's that thing and he's yeah. like it's a early bird that's too never mind don't yeah. worry about it just come on yeah. <laughs> we're gonna use it for a thing it's like are we gonna go on the thing with you he's like nah, nah no we're, we're gonna do protect the stuff. nuns yeah <laughs> Um, 
this basically leads to they have to fly the helicopter over to the the sound weapon. Mm-hmm. And their plan is just we'll turn on the loudspeaker and the microphone and blast it with its own sound, and that'll teach it. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, it really doesn't because, because the sound is already in the area anyway. Uh-huh. So I, I, it just they get up to it basically and just fly right in front of it with the speaker pointed at it. I don't know. It, it ends up blowing it up, but like. At first, I was like, so they're going to create feedback? Because that's exactly what would happen if you put a microphone directly in front of a speaker. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, why does Biggles know that? <laughs> and then <laughs> Biggles has some random knowledge in this. Does he? <laughs> Just on occasion, he will bust out some, oh, this. <laughs> But the, yeah, he was he, super stoked about learning it was a sound weapon. He was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, sure, like he did his doctorate in sound weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. PhD. The Biggles has D lived a life. Death. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they hover the helicopter and like he's literally like there's again there's not really reason to put this this microphone which is just a you know a yeah. walkie talkie comm type mm-hmm. thing, um, like hanging on the speaker itself it's just another reason to do a stunt it is kind of like yeah because he has ferguson to dangle. has to dangle or no yeah no, yeah, yeah yeah he makes ferguson do it like hang yeah. out here and put that he learned his lesson because uh during the first dogfight at the beginning he told ferguson to take the controls mm-hmm. and just hold it steady right. and of course ferguson immediately fucks everything up and goes into a, I, an upside down dive it, look <laughs> i'm just gonna go on record like this is one of those things like i don't really want this to happen to me because it probably means something has gone horrifically wrong uh-huh. but if I'm ever in a situation where someone is like, hey, take the controls of a plane, even a helicopter, I'm going to go on record, even with a helicopter, I think I could keep it going straight. Yeah. If it's already in flight doing a normal thing, I could hold on to the stick and make sure it doesn't do something stupid. Or make slight adjustments like, oh, yeah, I know. Actually, I need to pull up just a little bit. I'm, I'm saying like, it seems like every movie where it's like, I don't know how to fly. It, it's kind of like if if someone said... Hey, switch with me in a car, and you've never driven a car before. Your mm-hmm. first instinct is not going to be jerk the wheel in, <laughs> right. I, in either direction. Yeah, just continue to not move the wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I just like again, like I said, I'm not really wanting to be in that situation, but no. if it ever comes up, I think I would do okay. Yeah. In the hold stick and and keep things going forward in flight. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Ferguson is out there dangling to to. Mm-hmm. throw this microphone over the speaker that's and that, there's and there's no reason why like i said that for doing this like it, it it was just to add another stunt to the movie yeah so but for some reason this works and blows the weapon up yep and they're like hooray and fly back to the nunnery because i guess they're now there's there's out of the nunnery. some more shooting happening there because the well, girl the, gets shot yeah we also i didn't mention like he actually does meet the baron dude at some point in time i don't really understand why or where they were that he got captured by him. Yeah. I think it was like, like the first firing squad because he said something th- like... Yeah, because he was like, we don't murder our enemies. You know, yeah, like, I, I could put a bullet in your brain, but I'm not going to. Well, well, because there was a line that Biggles... Like, the, the German dude who's not German at all is just like, I'm doing the German accent. Yeah, right. You know. Um, <laughs> was like... Yes. Um, I'd much rather face you in the air or something like that. Firing squad's too easy. And he's like... Yeah, but, you know, you should probably just let the firing squad do it because they won't mess it up. And he's like, get on out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So it's, that's as good as his German accent, which is not to say it's yeah. not German at all. No. Um, that but, dude was Lord Arthur in Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that dude was hamming it up and 
you know, I'm doing the German. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, in the UK, you can't get any Germans in, some actual Germans. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's too far away. Yeah. Well, they just probably don't want to invite them. Probably in, a little you know, problematic, yeah. yeah. I don't know uh, if we can trust you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, there's been shooting nonsense back at the nunnery. and Yeah, because that dude was like, oh, you may have destroyed my weapon, but I'm going to fly gonna... my plane and shoot at you. And, yeah. and he does shoot the Biggles lady, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it. the movie plays it like she's immediately dead with zero blood because he, like, picks her up and she's like, yeah. lifeless and they carry her in. And then, like, the nurse puts a handkerchief on her wound and then she's like, oh, I'm okay because you put that handkerchief here. It's Yeah, it's real strange that they're just like, Please don't be dead. And then she's like, I- I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yay. Well, like a single ray of light came beaming in on her face, too. It was just like, is yeah. this divine intervention? What, yeah. what is happening here? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but she's not dead. And then I, I, I don't even remember how the movie ends. At, I mean, this is pretty much the end. He kind of goes back and talks oh, to Peter oh, Cushing oh, oh. again. I remember. Okay. So there was more to it. Like after the lady got shot, Biggles was like, hey, fuck this shit and goes out and grabs a, a rifle and is like, going to shoot at the plane that's coming right at him. Right. And then also has a grenade and he perfectly hucks it into the yeah. seat of this thing. But then there's this shot that like because <laughs> German dude throws a, a potato masher grenade down and uh-huh. lands at Biggles feet. But I mean, he stands there and he's like no I gotta continue throwing this grenade. Mm-hmm. And the shot looks like he blows Biggles the fuck up. Because mm-hmm. it really I mean like the way it's framed and everything I was like oh he just murdered Biggles and then the plane blows up and crashes into a hill. Yeah. Um, but then Biggles just runs back and is like, nope, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, didn't hit me at all. <laughs> like they, they show the statue that he's standing next to is kind of like, you know, wily coyote up yeah. from the explosion. But, yeah. um, but yeah, he just like runs back and he's like, oh yes, yeah, so I must deal with her. And then that's when he appears to pick her lifeless corpse up and take it back inside. And right. then God's magic sunbeam shines down <laughs> on her and, and then she's fine, I guess. And, God's magic sunbeam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Jesus didn't want her for a sunbeam. No. But yeah, so she's back and then they're like, yay, we we won the war again. Yep. And that's kind of it. Like, I don't remember if like they he, go. He goes. Oh, that, that's right. It, it cuts back to uh, like he was talking to uh, Ferguson was talking to his lady. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, I guess you believe me now. And, you know, will, will you marry me or something like that? And then it's like, cut. we're back in the future time and it's at a church and. I don't know. Well, actually, the the church, the the wedding was happening before yeah. this end part because yeah. I I don't know. This is confusing. This is confusing no, well, because well, they jump back and forth so many times. Well, what happens is, is like uh, Ferguson is just like, all right, well, I'll see. It turns around, takes a step, and then just falls in. He like has fallen into the river to mm-hmm. where the cops are fishing him out. They're like, we got you now, right? Guy with gun, and so they're taking him somewhere. And Peter Cushing shows up and is like, uh, I'm secret secret Royal Air Force investigations. Give him to me. And the cops are like, Well, all right, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you take him. So yeah, yeah. And that's then, that's when they're getting married. And yeah. oh, he says something like, uh, So did Biggles make it through the war? He's like, Yeah, he made it through both oh, yeah. wars and many then adventures, many other adventures. <laughs> and he's like, Is he still alive? He's like, I don't know. Last time we saw him, he was like. Off on some adventure in Borneo or something like that. Yeah, we haven't heard from him since. And anyway, like, so and then they're they're at a wedding and they're yeah. getting married. Yes, and for some reason, Peter Cushing and Hootkins are both there. Like strange people to invite to your wedding, but I guess you needed some witnesses. Yeah, Peter Cushing does not want to be there at all. Hootkins, I don't know why he's been in char- given charge of holding the ring. 
but he has. And of course, his pockets are just filled with M&Ms and shit because mm-hmm. he's a fat guy. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what you put in your tuxedo pockets or fucking jelly beans and shit. So he eventually. So obviously, you've never worn a tuxedo. Well, no. <laughs> but so he gives him the ring and like starts to put it on and then just, you know, yeah, weird lightning shit happens. In a, in, a, in a cave and like comically, the the four Biggles and his three partners are comically tied up and in like a pot a la Looney Tunes. Jesus. Like literally tied up it's and like standing in a boiling, boiling kettle. Soup. <laughs> and, and so he appears and then they're like, Oi, Ferguson, <laughs> before they realize you're not a god, why did you get us out of here? Yeah. And so he cuts them out, and they all run, and he's like, yeah, you thought oh, you're in hot water. I was about to get married. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to be a hero? Yeah. And then, <laughs> this, yeah, they run the away. The weird 80s song plays that has been playing throughout this entire movie plays again. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Biggles is over. It sure is. Uh, Biggles is not a good movie. What? Biggles is not a good movie. I, I don't even know what you're saying right Biggles now. Biggles is not a good movie is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a weird thing. The, the, the pacing is bad. Um, this, this movie feels like an assembly cut. It feels like a lot of things take way too long to get from point A to point B. It's like this movie needed to be trimmed and optimized and, you know, just like streamlined. It's just... Like, jokey bits of dialogue seem to take an extra three beats before they're said. And it's just like, come on, guys, get to the... What is this? Say the thing. I don't know. It's just... Alex Hyde White seemed, like, completely nonplussed through this entire film. He just seemed like he was just there. Mm-hmm. So many times, like, catastrophic shit is happening all around him. And he is just, like, slack-jawed. He's just kind of like, duh. You know, it's just like he's he's emotionless through this whole thing. And that hurts it. Um, I, I just, I, I just didn't care. I early on didn't care, and it just continued throughout. I, I just kept waiting for something in this movie to grab me, and it just none of it ever did. Um, it just, it feels so slapped together. It, it feels like maybe they had finished writing it, and then like, oh shit, Back to the Future is out. Let's put some other stuff in it. You know. I would have enjoyed just an adventure with Biggles and his weird cronies and I don't know. The future stuff just didn't do it for me. So I'm giving it two bags. I was just not in any way entertained by Biggles. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I felt it was watchable. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little broken from time to time, but I kind of still had some fun with it, but I mean, I, I think I'm also just kind of a sucker for, you know, this, that time period, you know, like there's something interesting to me about, we, we so rarely see World War One things right. that I'm, I'm just kind of generally kind of interested by it, mm-hmm. where there's just something kind of fascinating to me where obviously the Germans were starting some shit and are therefore the bad guys, yep. you know, but like, it's interesting to me because like they're the bad guys, but they're not wholly evil like they are in depicted in World War Two and reality of World War Two. You yes, know what I mean? It's like exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just there's something. This something, is before some, the Germans realized we weren't evil enough, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like there was still like some gentleman style warring going on. If you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, like 
if you were captured, you might sit down and, and share a, a brandy mm-hmm. before, you know, like right. while exchanging words. Like as cheesy as that scene was, I enjoy the shit out of those kind of scenes where it's like, let me bring you in and tell you how I'm going to murder you. And then right. I would make snide comics to tell you how you will not murder me. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of like, I'm, I'm a sucker for those kind of scenes. Sure. Um, so I, I, yeah, it's a little broken from time to time, but I'm going to give it a jocks. Like okay. I would say, watch this. It, it's a interesting little thing that, you I know, guess I was hoping for more. It, it just seemed, you know, this is one of those that just made it to Blu-ray. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be one of those undiscovered gems. And then I was like, oh, no, this is kind of bad. Although I will I will say again, all the aerial stuff is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like just as I, I was amazed that people didn't die making this movie because sure. they are flying so low. And there are so many times they're flying like right at the camera. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just I don't it, it's impressive aerial photography. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of things I know that we've watched where one of us saw it a lot as a kid and the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. And I guess neither of us have seen this one before. That really had never I've, even heard of yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like this is one that I've, if I had caught this on cable when I was like eight years old, I probably would have thought this movie was, was the shit. Yeah, me too. And I probably would have watched it a lot. Yeah. But I, I'm saying like, even I can still say like, I find this kind of interesting as a, time capsule weird thing because that's i mean that's a it's tough sell i mean especially for an international audience i mean maybe they were just going for the uk market because most people wouldn't know who the hell biggles was outside of the uk yeah so it's interesting to me that we got a movie albeit kind of cheesy but still kind of on a like an intended grand scale Mm -hmm. you know like you know with aerial stuff and like war i mean it's like There I was, mean, there, there was some scope involved yeah, in this. Yeah. So it's, it's it's interesting to me that they even gave this as much budget as they did. Like, mm-hmm. I, this could have been, a, you know, a Fred Ellen Ray level of like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, we got part of a tank and <laughs> look, we're in a war, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just like a single set where it's like, yeah, look, there's a, a husk of a tank. Like, obviously, we're, we're in World obviously. War One. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Just, it's an interesting little. Yeah, I mean, kind I, of broken adventure. I didn't hate it. I was just, I just thought it was just so uneven and sure. long sequences of just n- it not making sense and and being boring. I, you know, and I, I made the mistake I always do, which is watch the extra features on the Blu-ray, which is the two main actors reflecting back on their time uh-huh. making Biggles, and they're just so enthusiastic about it, and it, it always makes me feel bad after watching a movie for a first time, then going to watch a bunch of people talk about how much fun it was. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez, you know, maybe I liked it a little bit more, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta stick to my guns and just, that's fair. So yeah, it, it's, I don't know it. Given what they had, it should have been better. It should have been a lot better. There, there's a premise in there that could be done. Mm-hmm. And with that cast, it should have been almost a home run. And it just seems like, I don't know. It, it just seems rushed. It seems forced. It just seems, Last minute, I'll say. Somewhat, yeah. But they still pulled off some incredible feats of of stunts and special effects. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, let, let's talk about our theme that okay. we're doing. It's kind of based on, on what Biggles is because we had Biggles and we're like, we should watch Biggles. And uh, so we're just going to watch a bunch of those mid-80s pulp hero-y kind of things that none of them ever went anywhere. <laughs> it's just for some reason they kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And it's just like, how about this dude? And the audience was like, if it's not Indiana Jones, we don't want it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it was, it was bantered around on the list, but I have to, I have to ask if we're doing one because it's well known. Yeah. It's not well regarded. Okay. 
But go ahead and ask me. Dick Tracy. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, that is a colossal clusterfuck of a movie that happens to have a shitload of famous people in it. I have not seen Dick Tracy in a very long time. Yeah. I would be up for rewatching Dick Tracy. I'm saying, you know, like, that's... that's It is, yeah. That's a long... You know, I mean, he's been around as long as Biggles has been around, character-wise, and that's a kind of a colossally famous fuck-up of a movie. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. All right. Let's. I, it wasn't on the initial list, but yes. Okay. Dick Tracy is now on the list. All right. So it'll be part of this thing. Well, I'm um, saying it's a it's a big one. A lot of people have seen it, but I wasn't even thinking of that one. Yeah. And and I'm up for it. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna do a bunch of them. There's okay. probably five or six now, maybe seven with the addition of Dick Tracy. So <laughs> we've got it. We've got a month and a half, two months worth of of those those kinds of things to do. So. If you have any knowledge whatsoever of mid '80s to early '90s film, you're going to know exactly what we're going to be doing for the next well, couple now, of months. Now I'm now thinking of some other ones. Okay, well, because we might have to uh, expand the scope of when they happened. Okay, like when they were filmed, because there's a couple more I'm now thinking of. Okay, well, uh, we'll get to that. We'll have a private conversation in okay. a moment as soon as we wrap this up, uh, and we'll wrap it up by saying thank you for being patrons and giving us a buck and enjoying the show. If you're not head over to uh, patreon.com slash bmfcast, throw a dollar in there or more if you have a load of money and uh, you'll get all kinds of stuff. You get this show, you get a bunch of other things and uh, it's all great. And more things on the horizon. Yes. Like we are, we're, we're still cranking out yeah. dumbass things, both things to listen to, things to watch and maybe things you can touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> us. <laughs> no, no oh. one will be touching us. Fine. Um, but yeah, so things in the works, things piling up every we post i don't know 12 shows a week so please come by please listen uh please otherwise please why, why the fuck are we doing it? <laughs> please sir we'd like some more so anyway thank you guys uh and until next week we'll do another one of these pulpy things i'm chuck and i'm harlow and this is bamcast extra out